Broadcasting directly from our studios in sunny Orlando, Florida, you are listening to Faith Unregulated. We are your hosts, Javi and Jessica Madrigal, and on this podcast, we discuss the hard topics around having bold faith, building strong character, and taking fearless action. So grab a cup of coffee and join the conversation. In this episode, we're talking about understanding God's will in difficult circumstances. Can we trust that God's ultimate plan is for our good, even when we don't understand what's happening? Let's get into today's word. The first thing we want to talk about is this topic. Can we trust that God's ultimate plan is for our good, even when we don't understand what is happening? That's a, that's a big question, don't you mm-hmm. think? Absolutely. That's a big question. And big questions are best answered with scripture first. <laughs> Not my answers. Romans 8, 28, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Absolutely. So let me just break this down a little bit. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good. So what's interesting about that is, have you ever been in a situation where it does? it's really not fun? And it's difficult and it's challenging and it it doesn't feel like there's any way out and it feels impossible even. And you're just not sure how it's going to work out. But in the end, after you've gone through this situation, right, everything's worked out. God has, God has gotten you back to a place where you're not so uncomfortable and everything's not such a challenge. And then he does some things where he, he shows you how he used that challenge for your good or for the good of others or both. He took those things that maybe he didn't cause. Maybe he didn't cause, you know, the divorce. Probably not, since <laughs> that's not usually his plan. Um, maybe he didn't cause, you know, the the terrible illness, right? But he causes everything to work for the for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So he takes everything that's happening and turns it around for good. And if you've ever been like, raise your hand if you've ever been in that situation. I mean, we have been in absolutely so many of those situations where now we can see the patterns, we can see how God works. And so when we go back to that question, can we trust that God's ultimate plan is for our good, even when we don't understand what's happening? That's a learned skill. We have learned that over time, being that we've been in these, these situations over and over and over. It's not something that you know, you can just pick up and say, oh, I'm just going to go be okay now that I, it's, even though up till now, I, I, I have a really hard time, but tomorrow I'm just going to be great at this because right. you're not, you're not. Right. So it's, it's the, when you're going through it, mm-hmm. right. When you're going through it, it's, it's really understanding and having faith that in the end, whenever that may be, mm-hmm. however long it will take. God will turn this around right? in some way. And look, there has been times in my life that maybe a resolution uh, came about through the circumstances I'm going through, right? Maybe there's a resolution, but it doesn't seem like it was in my favor, okay? <laughs> and that's a hard pill to swallow because you go back to God's word, you're saying, Lord, I thought you said, you know, that you're going to make this to be, to work all, to work out, right? That it's going to, you presume it's going to be into your favor and it's going to be obvious. Well, the thing, the thing is, the thing is, 
what we don't realize is that there's still maybe that lesson or the, there's still things that God's trying to work out in the situation or in us through that circumstance. So it may seem like this is a done done deal, right? This has been resolved. And you don't like how it's turned out, but you need to move on. You still need to have faith that God has it all, all under control. Maybe this is a hard one, all right? When you are a victim of something, right? You've been the victim of someone's lies, someone's cheating, someone's manipulation, maybe trauma mm -hmm. that's been put upon you. And this thing is resolved. You're, you're, you're trying to move on with your life, but you're still dragging along that, you know, that thing. You want vengeance. You want justice. And you don't feel that justice has been served. Right. You don't feel closure because you don't and, feel like it's been wrapped up. And don't we want to then take our own action? Don't we want to then, well, then, Lord, if you don't step in, I got to say something. I got to do something. I love that. Hey, if you don't do something about it, I'm going to. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and then it <laughs> blows move. up. Right? Um, what I was going to say is I think what, what I'm hearing you say and, and kind of like painting this picture, uh, it really it really shows me. I think one of our biggest problems as human beings in these situations is that we always think we know the end, quote unquote, the end of the situation. And and really the end is when we end up with Jesus. That's the truth because that we're in always ongoing situations. Think about it. When you just said, well, it seems like like everything's wrapped up and it didn't go in our favor. We're, our story isn't being done, being written, isn't done being written until we're with Jesus. That's mm -hmm. it. The story is never over until we're with Jesus and then we're in eternity, right? The, our story here on earth is continually being written. So if you're not satisfied, be in prayer that God is continuing to do things with this situation because he is sovereign and he is uh, in control. And so that takes us to one of our first points, understanding that God's sovereignty in difficult circumstances, that, that this is paramount, right? So what are some of the things about understanding that God's sovereign in these circumstances that we don't understand? Well, number one, God is in control of all things, even when it seems like chaos is around us. Look at the storm in the boat when Peter was out stepping out of the boat, walking on water with Jesus. I mean, that was an absolute, um, chaotic moment yes there was they were so much chaos oh yeah there was full of anxiety fear doubt doubt that they were going to survive huge doubt and even when he fell into the water jesus is right there putting his hand down into the water he didn't even need peter to come out of the water to grab onto his hand he's like i will come down to you literally just grab my hand for crying out loud and so um i'd, I'd love jesus to be like for crying out loud but, <laughs> but, you know what i'm saying but it's like uh you know, we we're in this chaos, um, you know, kind of atmosphere. And sometimes it's caused by ourselves. Sometimes it's caused by others. Um, sometimes it's caused by a litany of circumstances that we have allowed to get out of control or we don't feel like we have any control. And we just don't know where to look for a, a hand down in the water. We just right. are like, where? And a lot of times, um, you know, it's just looking for God's hand and his hand is generally in his word. <laughs> 
So if you have no idea where to look, make sure you're looking in his word. And we'll go over that in just a little bit. But also understanding point number two, God has a purpose and a plan for our lives, even when we face difficult circumstances. So this is one of the hardest things for us to understand mm -hmm. is that there's a plan even in difficult circumstances, then we just are like angry that this, whatever this happens to be, is really part of your plan, God. How could that possibly be? And what's interesting is it's not always that God planned on it happening. He planned around it happening. He didn't say, I'm going to do this always. A lot of times, especially when it's something that God would never do to us, it's something that he allowed to happen so that he could plan around it in a way that creates a beautiful testimony. And why do we have beautiful testimonies? In the end, it's for the Great Commission to have something to bring light to the world, to show God's glory and his grace, right, and his mercy and his true character in order to bring people to freedom in right. Christ. And if we don't go through these things and understand that God has a purpose for it or he, or he had a purpose around it, meaning I'm going to, I took this into consideration. You guys, I took into consideration that you had no idea what you're doing in that situation. I took into consideration that that person was going to do that to you. Sometimes people do things to us in order to end situations that need to end. Ooh, How yeah. many situations are God is God trying to pull us out of, but the only way, and he knows the only way that we will leave or the other person will leave or the situation will, uh, uh, you know, um, change will change or that we will be able to get out of that situation is for it to get worse. Oh, that's a difficult one, right? We were yep. just discussing that the other day, kind of yeah, yesterday. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, okay. Mm -hmm. Where <laughs> we were talking about with a, a, another couple yesterday about how today's culture and how things are in today's culture seems to be upside down, right? Yeah, totally. That what used to be called good is now bad. And what was used to be called bad is now good. Things are reversed. They're upside down. The world seems to be upside down. But the thing is, is that we aren't called to, to focus on that, right? We're called to focus on him. And understand in di in difficult circumstances, his light can still shine through all the darkness. Right. Look, in case you don't know, you know, towards the end, it gets really bad. Okay. <laughs> spoiler, and, spoiler alert. It gets and, real bad, you guys. And the word of God speaks about a culture just yeah. like what we're experiencing now. Yep. Where things that were normally called good are now bad. And what is bad is is good. Things are upside down. The Bible talks about those things. But the Bible doesn't say, focus on that. Yeah. It says the opposite. That's when we need to be focusing on God, focusing on God's word, focusing on the power mm -hmm. of God yep. and his love, his mercy. His grace through it all. Right. But the thing is, and we've been saying this for weeks now, when we are focused on the, so laser focused on the problem, we can't see God's glory or his answer, his way he's seeing things. Right. We can't even hear him. Right. Because we are allowing 
the noise of the junk, the noise of the of today's culture, we're turning it up. Right. Right. Yeah, we're Rather, really and we're turning it. down God's voice. And it, I'm telling you, God's people needs need to be doing the same, the opposite of that to counteract. Now, look, these things are, are supposed to happen. Now, I'm, I'm not saying, okay, we're to accept doom and gloom. No, we need to be praying for, for our city. We need to be praying for our country. We need to be praying for this lost world. Yes, but we need to continue to push forward mm-hmm. and to shine the light in dark places. Here's the third point about this. This goes right along with what we're saying. That we can that we can trust God is working all things together for our good, even when we can't see it. So when you're talking about focusing on the world, let's just for a second just camp on right on this. Listen to the conversations around you that, that we as people have to have with our kids nowadays. The kinds of things that we have to explain that they're going they're going to get from someone else if we don't explain it. They're going to get the wrong version. Okay, whether it is a totally inappropriate version or it's a counterproductive version that isn't true, that's a lie, right? Or a worldly agenda that the enemy would like to give them. We have to counteract that with light. We have to counteract that with God's word, with our kids. We have to counteract that with a loving explanation. Parents out there, let me say it again, loving explanation that we are called as Christians to give our kids. Okay, not bigotry, not hate, not judgment. Okay, can we just get an amen right now? Amen. All right, I am so tired of thinking or seeing out there parents teaching their children all of those things because they think that's the Christian way to describe what's happening in the world that isn't. Okay, I, I, I just, I'm sick of it, and I, I hope you are too. Because <laughs> look, when he's talking about going out there and in in focusing on Jesus and not what's going on in the world. We are not, let's be clear. We are not talking about putting your head in the sand and just not knowing what's going on. I'm not talking about people go, well, I watch the news because I need to know what's going on. We're not just supposed to like put our heads in the sand. I'm not talking about that. We're not talking about being informed or not being informed. What we're saying is go get informed about the things that you feel called to be proactive, to mitigate. If you're being called for something, go educate yourself about what's really going on in the world. There are people in this world right now that have been called to heavy front lines. There are people that are absolutely in the trenches fighting on the behalf of child trafficking, all those things that God's trying to fight against. And there are people doing it. They're not ignorant of it. They're out there taking action. But sometimes when we can't be out there in the trenches, where, where are we? We're on our knees. Okay, that's where we are. We're praying in our prayer closets for these things. We are called as Christians to be in action to fight against the darkness. But that doesn't always mean educating ourselves about everything that's going on in the world and then pointing it out to everybody and saying, avoid that, avoid that. That's not action, you guys. I I, I will not accept. And that's, not, that's not casting the light in the darkness. No, by po- you're pointing. You're pointing out. out the darkness, but you're not doing any casting of the light. You're not being the light. You're not pointing out the light. You're not pointing out how to fix things. It's not productive. The, the, you're getting lost in the enemy's lives. And how is that light produced? Uh, how, excuse me. How is that light shined in those dark places? It's right. not. I'll tell you what it's not. It's not standing in there and pointing out everything that someone do, is doing wrong mm-hmm. necessarily. Right. Meaning, meaning with the heart of 
of judgment, of maybe even vengeance. Mm -hmm. Like I said earlier, okay? Yeah. Someone's done something wrong to you. Right. Okay? Us Christians tend to want to be the judge. We want justice. Right? And, and we want, yeah. and then we start to skew that conversation to uh, uh, delivering our own justice, don't we? Delivering through, our through, own justice. That's through right. God's word, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, through through the through the filter of God's word. But, amen. Can I can, you know? Can I get an amen? Like, right. Like we're we're over there putting you know. Hey, you know, I'm a Christian, so of course all of this is in love, and it's 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 right. total manipulation. You're right. you're casting your own judgment, like you said, and delivering your own justice in a situation where now you can't deal. This is great because we were kind of we went off a little tangent there on like difficult situations um, that God is working in that even when we can't see it in the world. So that's kind of the big picture, but in our own homes and our own relationships and our own workplaces and our own churches, hello. Um, there are situations where we're casting our own judgment and delivering our own justice and not, and taking this, the, the attention off of ourselves. We can't possibly be part of the problem and all of that. And anytime you're taking yourself out of the situation and saying, I can't possibly be part of the problem. That should be a giant red flag to you that you're part of the problem. Right. God's I'm word saying <laughs> God's word says to humble ourselves. Yeah. Right. Right. And sometimes, well, not sometimes, but when we humble ourselves, mm -hmm. what do we do? We're putting aside our pride. We're putting aside um, that, that side of us that wants that vengeance, that wants that, that judgment. Let God do that. Right. Okay. Okay. So let me, let me just say this. Okay. Cause I really feel like that feel like maybe someone needs to hear this. Mm -hmm. I don't look guys. Us guys, just, we, we, we say boneheaded things sometimes, right? Because we just, when we get into maybe a heated discussion with our spouse or a coworker or whatever, we tend to just say what's on our mind. We, we don't dance around these things and we, we aren't gentle about it. We, we, we allow our pride or our our perception of a certain situation to overrule what's going on in the room, right? And so we say boneheaded things, you know, kind of flippantly. And sometimes, well, not sometimes, there are a lot of times that, you know, we have to, we have to eat a little crow. And and look, our point of view might be valid. But how we're handling this situation isn't how God wants us to handle it. So we have to humble ourselves and approach that conversation. You know, we're talking about big things here. We're talking about, you know, when we talk about difficult circumstances, we we think of, you know, the big things, right? The end of the world or whatever. <laughs> but I'm talking I'm talking about the little things. The the conflicts you have in your home, the conflicts you have in the workplace, okay? Maybe maybe in the workplace, you know, you see, well, I would do it this way and this way and this way, okay? And there's some conflict there because someone else is saying, no, this is how it's going to be done. Maybe it's your boss. Maybe it's your supervisor. No, this is how it's going to be done. But you're like, no, this, this, how it, this is how it should be, okay? Mm -hmm. And 
whether you're right or wrong, that doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. You need, I'm not saying to that. You need to just let people walk all over you, but I'm talking about standing, uh, standing on a situation or a point of view that you allow pride to take over. And you're like, no, this is how it's going to be. This is how it ought to be. And maybe even you, you allow, you know, allow them to, to, um, how could I say, um, maybe you're, you're walking out what they told you to do, but you're walking around all with this, with this bitter pill, right? You're walking around with the attitude and, and you're, you're just letting that mold over in your mind. And, and what I'm, what I'm telling you is that when we allow those things, okay, I'm guilty of this guys. When we allow those things to just fester our anger, our bitterness, those are the things that kill our spirit. Those are the things that uh, distance us from the Holy spirit. The Holy spirit cannot partner with that type of spirit. When we are entertaining right. darkness, when we are entertaining anger and bitterness and pride, the Holy Spirit cannot dwell there. It cannot, it cannot, um, meaning we cannot, uh, the word is not dwell. It, it's cohabitate, cohabitate, right? Yeah. We cannot partner ourselves, our spirit with the Holy Spirit and be guided by the Holy Spirit if we're guided by anger, if we're guided by pride, right. if we're guided by what is not of God. But how we are guided by the Holy Spirit, how we do partner with the Holy Spirit is about is submitting our own pride, our own anger, our sometimes even our own point of view. Lord, if I'm wrong, Show me, give me wisdom in this situation. Right. Lord, I don't know how to bring this subject up with my wife because I'm upset. I, I have these real emotions right now. I don't, I don't know how. And I just, I just want to mm -hmm. be real with God. God knows that you're struggling. God knows that you have maybe a hot temper. How, how, how are you going to be delivered from that hot temper? Unless you submit that to him. Right. Right. You're, yeah. What you're saying goes right into what I was going to say on this point, and then we can go on. But um, we can trust that God is working all things together for our good, even when we can't see it. And what's interesting, you guys, just, just to point something out that we, we always say, but I don't think we've said in a while, we don't plan ahead for these things. We just, we put our outline together, um, but we let God say whatever he's going to say. And what's so interesting is this portion right here, this part of the outline <laughs> we thought was going to just go into like how we cope with circumstances. But what's interesting is this is going into making ourselves better people with Jesus so that the circumstances, whether they change or not, don't dictate our lives. <laughs> and so what's interesting is, is that we, this is going right into God's telling me that, you know, that this is going to go into more of, of us changing. And that's always that, that is the hard conversation. So when this says, I, what I read this as just now, we can trust that God's working all things together for our good when we can't see it. Right. Because we can't see it. Right. The things we can't see. 
when we can't see it, God's working those things together for our good inside of us. Maybe we can trust that God is working all things inside of us for our good, for our own good. It's for your own good, right? All the things we can't see because we can't see it. He's working it for good because we can't see it. We're not fixing anything. We can't, we can't fix it and probably wouldn't fix it even if we could see it. We're going to deny it. We're going to, we're going to avoid it. We're going to shove it down. We're going to stuff it away. Uh, we're going to put that over there. No, we don't talk about that stuff. It's the, we don't talk about Bruno conversations. You know, it goes <laughs> over there. We don't talk about those things that go in a, in a basket over there underneath the couch, you know, and like it, it, it's over there. And these it are the walks. things that God goes, what's this basket sitting over here? Let's get this basket out. Let's talk about it. You know, and you're like, I don't want to talk about that, God. Uh, we told, uh, we discussed, we discussed that we weren't talking about that. We agreed. And he's like, you agreed. I never agreed to that. I'm going to get the basket out. We're going to talk about it. And that's how he improves situations. Because a lot of times either we're causing this situation because we, aren't having that hard conversation with God, or he hasn't allowed the situation to change because in that situation is how we are going to change, how we are transforming yes. our hearts. Yes. And because we haven't done it yet and we haven't had the hard conversation and we haven't faced the music with Jesus, um, the situation will not change until we do that. He will, he will camp there with you and be like, we're going to sit here all day until we get right. And then, you know, if you're just dancing around the fire, avoiding him, he's not, he's not going to let it go. He's going to sit there with you. Why? Because he loves you. Yeah. That's why he loves you so much. He's like, I'm not going to just going to let you walk off and be like, you're good. I know that I can transform your heart and you will be absolutely better for it. And we know that when we go through these things, we know that's the out, the outcome of that. So, you know, uh, yesterday, yesterday afternoon, we, we hadn't, we hadn't done it. We hadn't watched this movie, uh, up until yesterday. We watched, uh, the movie war room yesterday, you know, have you guys seen war room? War room is so good. It, it, it's a great movie. And, you know, I've seen clips of it before sure. and in the trailers, or you've seen people share certain clips, um, about that movie. Okay. And I've seen the point where she's taken authority over her house and really calling the devil out, kicking him out, right? Right. Of the house. And, and that is great. And mm -hmm. It's powerful. Yep. But one of the things that I thought were, was equally as powerful is the husband. Okay. The husband, because he, you know, he was basically cheating the system at work to, in order to get to enrich himself, right? He was doing unethical practices in his workplace. So it caused him to be fired. So he gets fired. Um, and sorry, spoiler, just spoiler, let you know. if you haven't seen war rooms. Okay. Sorry. But I think this is really important. He's fired already. And there goes to a, there's a scene where the wife is looking for him. He in the house, he he's out of bed um, before she is. And um, he's not where he would normally be. And she finds him in the garage and he's in the garage sitting in front of this box, this cardboard box and just staring at it. And she's like, what's going on? And he's like, I'm, I'm struggling. struggling. Yeah, I'm struggling. She's like, what are you struggling about? Okay. And he opens the box and it's 
uh, products that he had stole from the company mm -hmm. again to pad his numbers to it was part of his past manipulation that caused him look at this point he already had repented okay about what he had done wrong and everything else mm -hmm. but there was this still this box that he had hidden away and you know he was struggling with god what do i do this be, do with this because if i if i confess to this they're going to put me in jail i mean there's no question right, right? the 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 simple logical thing action that the next step will be i'm going to go to jail mm -hmm. and how could that be god's will it was a difficult thing that he had to do but he he puts it in the hands of god they pray about it and he takes this he calls a meeting to with the 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 head of the the company and the executive and another executive and he lays it before him mm -hmm. and he said i got to be i got to I, I i can't move forward without letting you guys know what i did fully and completely and be i have to have a clean slate here and i'm willing to confess to it all and to take and basically he made himself vulnerable to whatever judgment whatever action they want to take and he allowed god to move in that circumstance and uh the boss looked at that and he says look why did you bring this to me you you're already you're basically got away with it right okay and it, it equated to about nineteen thousand mm -hmm. dollars and he got away with it seemingly right they didn't know and but he 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 confessed to it so it stood out and i believe the holy spirit stirred something in his boss's heart for forgiveness yeah. because that's what he asked for he asked, the 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 gentleman there asked for his boss's forgiveness i'm sorry right and and he was open about it and i thought that was a he was completely vulnerable to the situation and, and allowed God to take control. Yeah. Completely letting God be in control. And so that leads right into our next uh, point, which is how do we discern God's will in difficult circumstances? How do we discern? How do we understand and figure out God's will in difficult circumstances? God, what are you doing? God, what do you want? Um, seeking God's wisdom through prayer and reading the Bible. If you're, we've talked about this a ton. If you're in God's word, he speaks to you through that. That is not just some old text, dusty words. These are live. These are things that you're going to read a verse differently every time, depending on what the Holy Spirit wants to tell you through his through His word. He's going to tell you. And then being in prayer over that, um, that's really powerful. Listening to wise counsel from trusted Christian friends and leaders. Now, this is not putting your stuff out on social media and being like, any Christian friends of mine want to give me your feedback on this oh, situation? Gosh. Please don't do that. That is a dangerous game to play. That's like, that's like advice roulette. Don't do that. <laughs> that's that's just terrible. Uh, yep. I mean, this gen, this next generation just whatever name you want to put on it. I don't like labeling things, but just, you know, this, this newer generation that's kind of been around social media for their whole life is 
it's kind of an, a, a practice of theirs to kind of put their, their stuff out on social media all the time where us older people are like, I don't know, <laughs> but, um, you know, and it's also not like just finding some buddy of yours that that's, that's maybe been to church once. And it's like, Oh, I totally know what you should do, dude. You should find somebody who's absolutely, it doesn't have to be your pastor, by the way, it, it, it needs to be a mentor. Somebody you know and trust that walks with God, who's been through the circumstances you've been through, or equally as powerful or challenging circumstances that it's like, how did you understand? How did you know that? And asking for their advice, and maybe you get two or three people, but listening to wise counsel is sometimes how God is working through others to direct you. A good mentor is obviously someone that listens, but they should be someone that you they have certain aspects of their of their walk with God that you want to attribute to yourself. Mm -hmm. You want to be that type of person that you could someone that you can look up to that you can trust and you can trust that they will uh hold whatever conversation that you have in confidence. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Um but one one of the things just real quick on the previous point about prayer and reading the bible look we we when we say these things we maybe we look at um that's that as dry and pointless okay oh i, I can't i can't seem to just pray to god without being distracted or, or you think, what do I that say? You think yeah. maybe I, I, unfortunately, I think people per, uh, perceive prayer as a religious action or even reading God's word. I, I don't understand, but look, these are weapons. Mm -hmm. Okay. Prayer is a weapon. Reading God's word is a weapon. Worship is a weapon. Yep. These are weapons of spiritual warfare against the attacks that are on you and your family and your workplace. It, exactly. Mm -hmm. And they have to be honed, mm -hmm. right? When, when you're, when you think of a uh, person in the military or a, uh, an MMA fighter, a martial artist, whatever, these are trained fighters mm -hmm. trained. They go, through years of training their skills in battle, in warfare. Though prayer, worship, reading God's word, okay, those are the weapons of war in this spiritual battle that we are in. We are, wherever your relationship is with God, right. you are in a battle. And when you are going into that battle ill-equipped, mm -hmm. untrained, you, you're going to, what, what's going to happen to you? You're going to be controlled by the world. Right. You're going to be directed by the world. The next Go point goes right along with what you're saying. Pay attention to the peace or lack of peace in your spirit as you consider different options. This is really, really important when you're talking about the still small voice, the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Consider the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control as you excuse me, as you evaluate different courses of action. These are both things, both of these points kind of go together. It's just what is your spirit telling you? 
Yeah. Start to discern what is it that it's that as the world would call it, that gut feeling when you're walking with God, you understand what that is. That's that's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit talking to you and saying, do this. Don't do that. You know what I mean? So as you're discerning this, these things and um, as you are walking this out. Hey, Alonza's here. Hey, good morning, good morning Alonza. Alonza. Thanks for coming in with us um, as you're walking these things out. Um, one of the things to consider are all the pitfalls. So what are the potential places we can go sideways here? We're like, okay, I'm trying to read the word. I'm talking to people. I can't figure out how to get out of the situation or if I'm supposed to get out of it or what God's doing. I, I know as I think of different options, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how I feel, you know, gosh, I'm, I'm just lost. And so here's where we can kind of, you know, kind of go sideways. We like to identify these things so you can kind of feel like you get some direction on maybe where we shouldn't be going. So maybe relying solely on our own understanding and logic instead of seeking God's wisdom. You know, anytime I've ever relied on my own troubleshooting, it is not a good path. <laughs> like not only do I get burned out, I'm immediately overwhelmed. But a lot of times because I can't see what's around the corner like God can, I legitimately just don't, I don't fix the situation. And by the way, how is me fixing any situation glorifying God? That's right. just, I get the glory. What That's not the plan. So a lot of times God's like, eh, that wasn't for you to figure out. Um, another thing we can mess up on is giving into fear or doubt instead of trusting in God's promises. So what are God's promises? Well, there's promises throughout the Bible that are general, that are for, you know, he's our healer. He is never going to forsake us. He's never going to leave us. He's always with us. But what about personal promises? You know, he promised to, to do this and this and this with our kids, or he promised us this blah, 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 fill in the blank with our job or our business, or he promised to heal my body. He told me that he was going to do that. When he tells you these things, these are things you can stand on. You know what I'm saying? You can stand on the promises. There's a song called Standing on the Promises. <laughs> There's an old hymn for you guys that I'm dating myself. Um, but it's it's one of those things where uh, you can, he wants you to hold him to that. God's promises are real promises. They're not human promises. Right. When he promises something, um, it actually isn't that it's going to happen. It's that it's already happened. Where and, do you find those promises? You the, find those in God's word. In the word Look, and in prayer. Right. And we, we, we are talking about difficult circumstances today, right? And that that God will make it so it's all to to it's all for good to His glory, right? Right. Well, how how God how is God's glory seen in these tragic in this tragic circumstance in tragedy? Right. How is God's glory in un uh, unforeseen death? Or maybe even foreseen death. Maybe someone, you know, someone with cancer, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. someone that's struggling with cancer. How's God's glory found in that? Right, right. How's God's glory found in you know children being harmed? I mean, those, those are those are difficult things. Those are difficult. But questions. we have to trust mm -hmm. that God's glory can shine through all those things, right. despite the evil in the world but look you're never going to see god's glory in it you're never going to see the good in it if you're you're bowing to the altar of whatever that thing is you're bowing to the altar of disease you're bowing to the altar of fear of, of, fear, mm -hmm. of anxiety of anger mm -hmm. okay 
and you're not leaning in to what God has called you to do. You know, that is the love. If you are, it's something that just occurred. I have to say this because um, one of the things I think we don't realize as humans in, in our, in, in the deception that is upon us sometimes when you're being deceived, you don't know it. Right. Is that we don't realize that if we're not in disagreement with something openly, that means we're in agreement with it. Mm. So if we aren't openly disagreeing with whatever the enemy is doing and saying, nope, I don't accept that. Nope, not today. Nope, I don't agree with you. That is not for me. That is not for my life. Get out of my life. Get out of my house. Get out of my situation. Get out of my sister's life. Get out of my child's life. Get out of my husband's life. Do not come back. This is not where you belong. I am not in agreement with what you're doing. I'm not in agreement with this fear. I do not accept this. I do not receive this. Then you're in agreement with it. Because you're not actively pushing it out or being in disagreement. And the enemy in his deception takes that as agreement. You're in agreement if you're not pushing it out, right? That's like, <laughs> that's like when you happen to be in a situation you weren't supposed to be in, but you like didn't do anything, but you were just like there, quote, in agreement. <laughs> like, well, I didn't do anything. Well, you were there, right? You were there and you didn't say no. And you didn't get out of that. And you didn't push it away. And you didn't run. You didn't say, I am not part of this. This was not me. I am not here. I am not in agreement with this. I, I think that that this kind of all goes without saying, but when we're in our situations or in um, relationships or jobs or whatever, we start to become slow. It's like that frog slowly boiling in that pot of water. I don't know if you guys have heard that before, that if you throw a frog in boiling water, he'll jump right out. But if you put him in cool water and slowly turn up the heat, he will boil to death. That's what these situations are. It's us boiling to death because we never understand that we're in agreement the whole time with staying in the water. Mm. We don't get out. Yeah. So it's like, that's, that's what, that's what being in spiritual warfare is all about. And so another way that we can mess up is being too focused on our own desires and not open to God's leading. We're, we're too busy focused on what we thought this was going to be. God, I thought this was going to, like you said in the beginning, my favor, I thought this was going to go this way. And because it hasn't gone this way, well, right then I would, I'm going to make it this go, go this way. So I'll take care. I'll take it from here. God. <laughs> right. So last year, um, it's been a year. It's been over a year now. Um, one of our friends, a good friend you've known for a while, uh, since high school, um, passed away from cancer. I think it's been about 10 months. I think you're close. Really? Yeah. Only, okay. I only know that because her sweet husband posts on That's every true. month That's online true. that it's, it, it, uh, my point is, is that we, we, we talked to her through, you know, while she was going through this, we saw a lot of her, obviously she, her focus was her family. Mm -hmm. um, and fully, but we, we were talking to her at this point when she was fighting this disease, fighting off cancer. And you know, many, many people were praying for her and she went through a lot and she went through, uh, moments of, of confusion, of anger. Mm -hmm. Where are you, God? Um, but there was also, she was, she was so transparent that with her struggles, but also her love of God. And, and, and that, yeah, she didn't understand why she had to go through this 
and what this all meant. Mm -hmm. But she had a, a great love for God and that anybody that knew her, that, that, that was very apparent. Mm -hmm. So there was some, you know, there's confusion on our part. Yep. Why, Lord, why did this happen? How could your glory be shown through the, her death? Right. And the thing is, is she is now in glory. We know that. She's no longer suffering. But what do the people that are here, what do we have? We have her memory, her testimony mm -hmm. of what she left behind right. and how she fought, right? How she fought this side by side with, with the Lord. God was That's so God's glory. Yes. And she left behind a daughter. And, and that daughter saw this struggle, right? But she remembers her mom being who she was. Right. And I can't imagine knowing her mom the way I did, the way I do. Um, I can't imagine that she didn't sit down with her you know, many times at the end and really help her understand that God was good. God is good. Um, her and her dad are, I, I just checked in with them the other day. They're, they're doing good. They're getting in their, their groove. Now he said, they're getting in more of a routine. They're doing well. Um, you know, I've always said this, this is a, this is, I don't, this isn't helpful to anyone who's actually been through it, but I've always said, you know, there's a silver lining on having to go through something for so long at the end, knowing you're going to pass instead of like getting in a car accident and you're just gone, that there's no closure in those situations where you're just gone, but there's so much that gets to be said. There's so much that gets to be passed on when you are um, in situations where you are able to have that time, that closure, um, so I just always thanked God for that time with her and her daughter that they had while she was here um, and that she could pass it on. Now, God's glory will be shown in her daughter's life mm -hmm. because the level, look, my friend was, um, her name was Casey. Casey was really a beacon for God before she got cancer, but nothing compared to when she had cancer. She fought that cancer for like three years, you guys, rare appendix cancer. And in that situation, she was she was able to to discern and identify and share a level of trust in God through that, that I remember her telling me the story. I, I've shared this before, but it so sticks out to me every time that she was laying on a cold table in a doctor's office room uh, when she was getting a procedure done. And she said she was just at the at her end. I mean, she was just ripped apart by this and she was yelling at the enemy and she's yelling at the devil. And she said, you will never take me away from my God. That's faith. You guys, we struggle with having faith in small things while there's a God who will carry us through things like that. Yeah. How is it possible? He won't carry us through everything else. So let's not get off of what he wants. And start doing what we think, because there are hard times out there for us to go through, and they're all going to be used for our good. So I count that, what the Bible says is I count these trials and tribulations, I count these challenges, right, as joy. As joy. Why? Because I know God's going to use it for something transformational in my life. 
Hey, Irene's here from Tucson. You're in Tucson, Tucson right now. Wow, you're in warm weather. Oh, uh, Irene lives in Alaska. You got y'all. So she's in <laughs> Tucson right now. So I, I saw their videos of you just being like, I'm in the sun. This is amazing. What's the sun? So this this great. <laughs> Don't melt. So um, we want to go ahead and go through our last bit here. So you know what? Like, how can we actually apply this to our lives? Right. Um, so we'll just quickly go through, you know, these are just some tips on like, how could I walk away from today? Just like doing what? What do I do with this? You guys? Well, hey, commit to seeking God's will and wisdom in all circumstances. This is, sounds simple, but just having that forefront thought in your mind as you are in any circumstances, as they come and go in your life, maybe, maybe you're in a big situation right now, just committing that word commits big. It doesn't just say focus. It says commit. Commit is um, really identifies um, the idea that you're disciplined enough in, on, a, on a consistent basis to continue to commit daily. Every time you wake up, okay, I'm still in it with you, God. I'm still in it with you. I know that today could be the day that things change. And if they don't, I'm with you, God, right? That's committing to seeking his will in all circumstances, trusting in God's promises, even when things don't make sense. That's the big part. When they don't make sense, we have no idea what's going on trusting that we are going to be in God's hands, right? Leaning into our community of believers for support and encouragement. That's big. Make sure you have a family of, of believers around you that are going to lift you up and they will can and continually support you in your weakness and in your confusion. This these are things that people could be doing for you. They could be praying for you, they could be finding resources for you. They could be lifting you up and just being an encouragement and support. Maybe you'll find testimonies and people that, um, you know, you just didn't know were there and you're like, wow, I didn't know you overcame that. How did you do that? You know, you never know until you start talking to people. Don't isolate yourself. That's right. And then lastly, take action steps towards God's leading. And even if they're scary or uncomfortable, this is the biggest point. If God says, go do this, I'll give you one guess what the answer is. <laughs> go do it. Right. Exactly. That's the biggest thing that taking fearless action that we talk about. And so, um, you know, that's, that's kind of like where we wanted to, to head you guys uh, towards today is we really wanted to talk about while it's not always easy by seeking God's wisdom, we can discern and follow God's will, even in the midst of challenging and even seemingly impossible circumstances, you guys impossible. We've been through some impossible things that we thought were impossible. Right. But be look, I, I, I really enjoyed today, mm -hmm. but before we go, want to ask you a question question of the week right how do you get through difficult circumstances are you a strategist are you a troubleshooter or do you are you a, someone that prays right mm -hmm. i want you to really be honest with yourself this week ask yourself this question and maybe as you're walking through the the small circumstances in your life or the big circumstances or maybe some things that you've gone through recently. Ask yourself this question. All right, so that's a wrap for today. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to Faith Unregulated wherever you listen to your favorite podcast so you don't miss a single episode where we discuss having bold faith, building strong character, and taking fearless action. Again, we are your hosts, Javi and Jessica Madrigal. And if you have any questions or comments regarding this or any of our episodes, feel free to reach out at support at JaviAndJessicaMadrigal.com. That's support at Javi, J-A-V-I-E, and Jessica, J-E-S-S-I-C-A, Madrigal, M-A-D-R-I-G-A-L.com. Thank you, everybody, and have a blessed week.